What up, though? It's your man, Tarek. Uh, back for another episode of Wild Out with Tarek, the most unapologetic podcast in the game. And y'all already know what time it is. We about to turn it up on you niggas like my part coming. Man, listen, uh, it's been a while. You know, been a lot going on. Uh, I've been on a road for a minute. Like, this shit crazy. Like, I, I know I usually drop every fucking week. And it's been a while since I dropped, but transitioning from, you know, working at a plant and coming home to being on the road, you know, doing this CDL shit, truck driving all across the motherfucking country and shit, it's just been a little more difficult for me to stay consistent. Uh, I have the shows, but it's just getting in here and recording them. Like, I don't even know when I'm going to be home most of the time. So, like, I'm going to have to figure something out because I definitely got to keep making sure I dropped this dope-ass content for y'all, man, because y'all really been rocking with me, and I want to thank y'all for constantly supporting me, constantly fucking with your boy. I got another uh, informative episode for y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to drop some more CDL game on y'all, man, real quick. Uh, I know y'all listen to CDL Sauce Part 1. This is CDL Sauce Part 2. I got some more insight on the trucking game because, shit, I've been out here longer. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing more. I've, I've seen more. Some of y'all have seen my journey across Instagram and Facebook. Some of y'all know some shit, but I'm going to give y'all a little more insight into the game. Uh, you know, if you if you are a trucker, if you're interested in getting into it, and just some funny shit that happened to me on the road, like some real shit, some real entertaining shit be going on. So we're going to get into that. But <clears throat> let me just preface it with this. Some of the information that I drop in this uh, episode May be in CDL Sauce Part 1. You know what I'm saying? So it, I may be overlapping, maybe uh, going over some shit again, but it don't matter. It's still dope. Y'all still fuck with it. So let's get into it, right? So as y'all know from CDL Sauce 1 and uh, 15 Minutes of Fame, I left the trucking company that I went to trucking school at, right? So I went to trucking school for a company out of Wisconsin, uh, completed that. Went out for with, with a trainer for a week. The next week, me and Dave get into it in the truck. And y'all all seen the viral video that uh, subsequently came uh, behind that altercation, right? So, uh, yeah, fuck Dave. And, you know, so I left that company. So the thing is, uh, the that company was a smaller company, right? So that was basically like a mom and pops trucking company, right? So they have about uh, about 180 drivers, uh, and uh, that company moved about uh, anywhere from 20 to 50 million dollars worth of freight per year. That's small in the shipping and receiving industry, right? So I left that company, and that company was a lot more personable, you know, because it was smaller. It was like a family-oriented company, you know. What I'm saying everybody knew your motherfucking name, everybody was there to fucking help you. If you needed something all throughout the journey, right? And it was mostly uh, people just getting their fucking CDLs and people who already had them for a while. There was really no in between. It's like no, no uh, already people with their CDLs, but like new experience or like people with one or two years, they wasn't coming there. Either you've been driving for a long fucking time or you're just starting to drive. And that was the most, that was the bulk of the, of the company, right? 
So when I leave, so I leave there and I go to the company that I'm at now. So I got recruited to come to this company, right? After the Dave shit, after the video and all that shit, I'm like, fuck this shit. But my name is in the database because I have my CDL. So you download the Driver Pulse app and it just lets all the trucking companies know that you are a CDL holder and it lets you know, you know what I'm saying? You put all your info in, I just got it. Been driving for a year, been driving two years, been driving six months, been driving 10 years. You just put it all in the Driver Pulse app and uh, companies actually call you and recruit you. So they called me, uh, this 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 larger company, much larger. It's, uh, it's a mega carrier actually, right? So they called me and they like, yo, listen, Come fuck with us. Come drive for us. Ooh, we paying this. The recruiters make everything sound amazing, right? And that's any recruiter. I don't give a fuck if it's an NBA recruiter, a fucking college recruiter. They're going to make their school sound the dopest. They're going to make their city sound the dopest. They're going to make their town or their program sound the motherfucking dopest in the world. And that's what these motherfuckers did to me. You know what I'm saying? But I'm smart enough to know, like, all right, this motherfucker probably capping. You feel me? But yeah, this bitch on the uh, on the phone selling me the motherfucking dream, right? Like, yeah, uh, ooh, ooh, come fuck with us. We paying this. You can do this. You're gonna be home this time. You're gonna be going here. We got all brand new trucks. You're gonna be in a 2022 or better. Ooh, ooh, blah blah blah. This is then the third. I'm like, all right, shit, fuck it, let's get it. So they, so she like, you gotta come to Iowa, uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, right? So they offered me. Now, mind you, when I went to truck driving school, I had to get there. It was uh. In Wisconsin, it was they was like, all right, nigga, you start Monday, be here Sunday. I'm like, how am I gonna get there? They're like, we don't give a fuck, just get here. You know what I'm saying? In any way you can, my nigga. But with this company, they was like, so I drove my truck to uh, to Wisconsin. But at this company, they didn't want you to drive your personal vehicle because they was gonna you were gonna go from training to right out on the road, right? So they don't want you to have to leave your fucking personal vehicle in Iowa, right? So they like, nah, you can you can take a plane. Or you could uh, take a rental car. So I chose the rental. I got the motherfucking rental. And uh, and I drove to Iowa and shit. You feel me? So I drove. I drove to Iowa. And uh, it was lit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was cool. You know what I mean? Like, all right, fuck it. I got the car. I'm out here. And I'm, I'm headed to the joint. And uh, so it was straight. So I get the car. I pull up to Iowa. And... It was a huge difference from going from a small company to a mega carrier, right? So when I pulled up, it was like I was in a motherfucking, it's like I pulled up to a trucking college, right? I pulled up to this motherfucker, and it was, it was huge. It, it, it looked like a prison, I ain't going to lie. It looked, it looked like a nicely painted prison, right? And it's just people every fucking where. You know what I'm saying? In my, in my class at Wisconsin, it was only six of us. But it ended up being four. You know what I'm saying? One guy uh, showed up, didn't show up, and uh, another guy quit, like, the third day. So it was only four of us that, that went through. And only two of us, uh, no, three of us passed. You know what I'm saying? One of the, the chick didn't even fucking pass. But at this motherfucker, it was hundreds of people walking around. And it's people at every step of the CDL process, right? So you have people who are in school going there to, you know, to learn how, who don't have their CDL yet, who are learning how to drive a truck. You had new CDL holders like myself. You had people with some experience, you know what I'm saying, a couple years under they, they belt. You had some lifelong company drivers, and then you had owner-operators. So you had people at every stage of the CDL process in this motherfucker. And it was fucking 
chaos, right? So it's like controlled chaos. So you just get in this motherfucker and they tell you your room number and you got a code to your room number. So you don't got to talk to nobody. All these motherfuckers running around, but you know what room you're in and you know the keypad to get in. So I go in my motherfucking room and I'm just really just fucking sitting there. I don't know what the fuck to do next, but they know I checked in. So when they need you, I just noticed that they was calling motherfuckers name off the loudspeaker. So I'm, I finally pull somebody just out. I'm like, bro, what the fuck going on with that speaker? He like, man, just fuck around and chill. And when they want you, they'll call, they'll call you for something. You know what I'm saying? They'll call you and tell you where to go over this motherfucking speaker. Just be listening. So that's what the fuck I did. So the next day, I had to go to class in the morning. So I go from a class size of five to a class five size of 37, right? So it's 37 motherfuckers in this classroom. And like I say, we're at every step of the process. And it was like nine women in the fucking class. You know what I mean? So it's like... uh. I see a lot of women drivers. It's, it's, it's you know, it, it industry-wide, it's, it's a small percentage. But as you're out here, you see a lot of fucking women. And I'm going to get back to that part. But So it's 35 motherfuckers in the class. And every company you go to, there's what you call an onboarding process, right? So you have to do onboarding. And onboarding is basically an inter- introduction to the company, right? So it's... Onboarding can take anywhere from one to three days. So that's everything, all the information that they're obligated to give you on coming on to this company. Because you have to understand, in the truck driving industry, in the truck driving game, you don't see co-workers or managers. You're on the fucking road. So it ain't nobody over, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody around you every day, all day, while you driving all across the motherfucking country. So you have to be onboarded. So you have to meet no... All right, these is the safety motherfuckers. These is the maintenance motherfuckers or something. So anything with the safety, you go to, you talk to them motherfuckers. Anything with payroll, you talk to these motherfuckers. Anything go wrong with your truck, you call these motherfuckers. Emergency situations, you call these motherfuckers. You know, like, like so, so they have to give you these introductions and shit, right? In this onboarding process, it takes, like I said, anywhere from one to three days. And it's two days of class time included. And in those two days, you go over... Uh, you go over safety, you go over uh, FMCSA, FMCSA regulations, you go over uh, company policy, you go over pay and benefits, right? So you go you go through all of this in the classroom, you know what I mean? So they're giving you all of this paperwork, motherfuckers is coming in there introducing themselves, or I'm the safety, you know, liaison. I'm the I'm the HR director. I'm the this person. I'm the this person. If this goes wrong, if this goes wrong, blah blah blah. So everybody's giving you their card and their name and their email and all of that shit. So anything happens on the road, you can be prepared and you know exactly which group to contact. You don't want to call a payroll about a safety issue, and vice versa. If something wrong with your check, you don't want to call emergency. You know what I'm saying? Well, you might want to call emergency, but you don't want to call emergency service or maintenance, right? You want to know who to get into. Uh, who to get in contact with as quickly as possible to resolve your issue because shit can get frustrating on the road. When things go wrong and there isn't a supervisor right there or a manager or, you know, a, a, a team leader or a coworker there to assist you and you just out there in the middle of the fucking night and something is going wrong, that that can be stressful, right? That can, uh, and, and I know some of y'all can only imagine, you know what I'm saying, you in a fucking small town in Alabama population 600 and your truck break now what the fuck do you do you know what i mean 
and that can be a you know for some people a very scary moment but it can for anybody it can be a stressful moment right so they want to just give you the tool during this onboarding they want to give you the tools necessary so you can be successful out here on the road uh so best case and worst case scenario you can get the assistance that you need right so that's what this onboarding shit is about but it's obligatory and you have to do it for every single company because every single company is different right so when you know when i did it at the one shit it was one day. When I did it at this shit, it was two and a half days, right? So you go through all of this shit, and, uh, you know, they, 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 like I said, they telling you all of this shit, right? And uh, you seeing a lot of uh, teams, right? So I saw, like, four husband and wife teams, and I even saw a mother and son team. So they was going to team up and drive and shit. So that was kind of dope. But... In this onboarding process, right, so you, uh, after you discuss all of that, you have to take a road test, right? So for every company you go to, you're going to have to take a road test. I don't give a fuck if you've been driving one day or, you know, 100 years, right? You're going to, they're still going to require you to take a road test. It's a federal guideline, right? So they need to know that you can operate the truck safely, right? So you're going to have to go. On this road test, I literally drove two blocks, right? I made two turns. And they was like, all right, this nigga got it. So turn around and go back, right? And then once we do that, you have to do a backing maneuver. So you have to do, you have to bag the truck up like like a 90-degree backing, right? So you start off perpendicular and you have to bag into this vertical spot, right? So you, um, and this is the thing. This is the thing with the backing, right? And this is the, this is the part that scares most fucking uh, people just coming into the industry. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna front. For me, backing is really fucking easy. I ain't gonna cap. I'm really good at it, right? Most people aren't. I ain't. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. Most people are not. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you some shit about my co-driver. Some 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 silly ass shit about this nigga. But most people are not because truck driving is a whole lot of going forward. That's gonna be ninety eight percent of your fucking job going forward. So you're not going to have many opportunities to even go back. It's going to be required when you pull up to, uh, to to the shippers or to the receivers to either get loaded or unload cargo. But 99.9% of your truck driving career is going to be going forward. So you have to figure out how to get good at something you're really going to do. So how do you do that? Because if you're rarely doing it, that means you're not getting a lot of practice, right? So the best advice I can give you is get all the backing done that you can in CDL school. You're not that's the most you're ever going to back up. You're never going to back up that much in the real world. So when we was uh in school, it would be people, you know, you would do one backing maneuver and then they would just go like off and try to hide so they didn't want to get another rep in or something like all right i did it once i don't want to do it nigga i i kept going like motherfuckers be hesitant to step up i'm going right back i do three backs in a row because y'all bullshitting you know what i'm saying and i'm trying to get as much experience with this shit as possible because i know i'm gonna have to do it and one i don't want to tear shit up and two i don't want I don't want to look stupid out here. You know what I'm saying? So I know I got to fucking practice this shit if I don't want to look like a motherfucking fool. You feel me? So when you're backing up to a shipper, they don't want you tearing their motherfucking dock up. 
tearing their motherfucking building up or tearing up these other motherfucking trucks. And when you go to a truck stop to shut down at night, these motherfuckers on the side of you want you to get into your motherfucking spot without fucking their truck up. You ain't about to bag this bitch up and be playing bumper cars with my shit. You feel me? These motherfuckers who out here own their trucks, like, you really get fucked up behind that shit. You know what I mean? So, uh, and I'm going to give y'all a tip for that, too. But the bagging is a big stressful part of the job for most people. But it doesn't have to be. Get as many passes as you can in truck driving school. And then you have to understand this, right? Uh, the reason bagging up is, is in a semi-truck is so hard because of the pivot point, right? So you can't really, at first you don't know the dimensions of the truck. You don't know uh, what it looks like to line up a vehicle properly. You don't know. That takes experience. But like I said, you're not going to get a lot of experience because you're not going to do it often. So if the truck was straight, if the truck was one piece, like a straight truck, then it's easy to bag it up. But because the tractor and the trailer have a pivot point in between and they move independently, it makes it that much more difficult, right? So that's what scares people about it, right? But all you have to do, and I'm 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 simplifying it, I understand. And you know, I apologize for that. I don't want to oversimplify it, saying all you gotta do is no, nah, fuck that. It, it's difficult, right? But with time and you know, experience, you'll learn it. But the trick is to Figure out a way to make it make sense to you. Fuck what anybody's trying to teach you about backing up. You have to find that thing about the backing maneuver that clicks in your brain. Once you do that, stay with that. Fuck what your instructor told you. Fuck what the niggas at the truck stop told you. Fuck what your co-driver told you. Find a way to make that shit make sense to you and stick with that, right? So back to this onboarding. So you do the class time, uh, you do the road test, you do the uh, the backing maneuver, right? So after that, you have to do uh, federally mandated FMCSA and FMCSA. I'm gonna keep saying that is the Federal Motor Carrier Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. All trucking is government regulated. It's all you know nationalized, right? So. There are laws that I have to follow on any interstate that I fucking get on, right? And the government dictates these uh, these things. But they also dictate that every company gives their drivers this online training. This online training, no bullshit, you know, uh, no hyperbole. I love that word. And, uh, it, so it takes about two days to complete. So what it is is you have to, you know, you'll go to this link and, and once you open the link, it's like maybe a hundred or so chapters will pop up. So you'll click the first one, and it'll be a passage. You read the passage and answers the questions about the passage. It's it's hundreds of these motherfuckers. So you think you you like all right? I'm knocking this shit out. I'm knocking this out. This shit out, and then more and more is just showing up. It's like God damn, when the fuck are you ever gonna be done with this shit? No cap. It takes about two days to complete it. It's that many motherfucking questions. But they have to have that within your first week of driving. You know, if, if you're not done with that, if they put you on a road and you've been out there for a week and you still haven't completed that, they have to take you off the road until you finish that. So it's best to just do it while you're doing the onboarding shit, right? So you go to class in the morning, listen to all the shit they got to say at night, 
you go do the uh, online shit, right? And that that's the best way to just knock that shit out and get through it quickly. You feel me? So, but along with that now, uh, the online training is now a course called Active Shooter Training. So, truckers, we're everywhere. We be all over the motherfucking country. And things are happening in the world today that has never really happened to this magnitude, right? So, it's a training process for it. Like, nigga, you never know where the fuck you gonna be. You never know what's gonna pop off. You need active shooter training. So, you have to watch these videos, some horrific shit, you know, hear about all these statistics and, you know, all these gun craze motherfuckers who just walk in these public places and do this 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 heinous ass shit, right? And it's just best way to what signs to look out for and how to prepare yourself and, you know, how to stay safe, basically. So you have to go through that. But the worst part is the fucking human trafficking training. Now, I knew, you know, human trafficking was a, a, a big fucking deal. But when you go through this human trafficking training, you're watching videos of survivors of human trafficking, right? Federal fucking agents who run the human trafficking task force, and you're 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 listening to victim stories, and you're you know you're looking at a motherfucker in the face while she tells her story about how she was abducted from this motherfucking town and drugged up, and next thing you know she woke up, you know, at this fucking truck stop doing who knows what for this you know wild motherfucker over here. And the shit is heartbreaking if you have a heart. You know, we live in a, a very unsympathetic, unempathetic world, but that shit tore me up. You know what I'm saying? Listening to these girls' stories and, you know, seeing the shit that was going on, it's like, God damn, like, 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 like this shit is, is ill, my nigga. Like, like this shit, this shit is crazy. So, you know, uh, truckers and truck, you know, it's the, you know, the, the fucking, the, stereotypes about truckers and you know how they you know this is that and third but whatever so it's a lot of prostitution that goes on the truck stop that's not a that's not a stereotype that's that's real right <laughs> lots and lots of fucking prostitution going on at truck stops um because they know niggas is lonely you know what i'm saying you on the road you ain't got no bitch you uh you away from your people you went you might have been out here two three fucking weeks and you got some money you know what I'm saying? So, you know, motherfucking pimp stars sending their little bitches to uh, truck stops and shit. You know what I'm saying? And this this ain't nothing new. And, like, bitches who live in small towns knew that they could go, you know what I'm saying? If you ain't got a job and you live in, you know, bumfuck Idaho, you can go up to here to this motherfucking truck stop and all these motherfuckers, just these dudes up here sleep with a pocket full of money. You can come up here and get a bag if you're so inclined, right? So they gave us some shit to look out for, right? In these videos, like, you know, these are the signs to look out for. Pardon me, I'm eating candy and shit. But these are some signs to look out for to see if a motherfucker is uh, engaging in human trafficking, right? So, like I said, the videos are on YouTube. You can look it up. Uh, TAT, Truckers Against Trafficking. And... Like I say, man, this shit is mind-blowing. It's eye-opening, it, and it's fucking heartbreaking, man. You know, that some this is somebody's fucking kid out here, you know, in this scary-ass situation in the middle of nowhere with these creepy-ass dudes, you know, and being forced to be in this life. 
it's a difference if a motherfucker grown up and they making their own motherfucking decision to do what they want with their body. That's something totally different than someone being trafficked. Someone being taken from one place away from everybody they know and love. Taken to a whole nother place where they don't know anybody and being drugged or beaten and forced to do some 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 of the illest shit known to man for another motherfucker's benefit. That shit broke my heart. Like, I couldn't fucking believe it. You know what I'm saying? I can't wrap my mind around it, bro. I got an 11-year-old daughter. You know what I'm saying? And I'd burn the earth down if, if if a motherfucker thought some ill shit. Let alone, you know, I, I, I can't even fucking... I can't even fucking go there with that, right? So, uh, like I say, they just give us a lot of signs to look for. You know, if the if you see a, a, a nice car pull up to a motherfucking truck stop and a bunch of young girls get out with skimpy clothing, that's signs that some of them motherfuckers might not be doing that willingly. You know what I'm saying? Or if the girl, you know, looks disoriented, if she looks young type shit, you know what I mean? Like, just gave us all these signs and they gave us this number to call. So, the number... Is one eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight eight. That's truckers against trafficking, and that's the motherfucking number to call if you see something, say something type shit. You feel me? So I just want to say one more thing about that shit, right? So uh, it was this one girl on on, on the fucking shit. And like I said, you can find this fucking shit on YouTube. You you type in uh, truckers against trafficking on YouTube, and I'm sure the video will pop up. You know what I mean? It was, it's it's a couple of the motherfuckers, so I'm sure you could find it if you were so inclined, but. She was talking about, she was on there telling her story, and she's just telling us, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the niggas was beating my ass, and it was her and her cousin that got abducted. And they were from somewhere in Ohio, and they had them somewhere down south, right? And motherfuckers knew they was young, but was still engaging with them type shit. But she was like, they split her and the cousin up. So anytime she was like, all right, I'm about to leave, because motherfucker blah, why don't you just leave? Why don't you just run away? Why don't you say something? They was like, they, they, kidnapped them together, drugged them up, was beating their ass, but then they split them up. So they would just play them off each other like, listen, bitch, you don't do this shit, I'm about to go kill your cousin. And they would tell the other one the same thing. If you don't go out here and get this bread, I'm I'm, I'm, going to go home, I'm going to kill your motherfucking cousin. So the other one, one didn't want her spirit feel responsible for the other one's death, so they just kept going and doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit, all right, fuck it, he ain't ain't just going to kill me, he's going to kill my cousin, like, damn. Let me just, you know what I'm saying, on, on some guilt manipulation type shit. You know what I'm saying? And, bro, that shit was ill. That shit was ill. I can't even imagine. I, I, I cannot even fucking imagine, man. So, yeah, man, that's, man, I ain't even mean to spend that much time on that shit. But as I got to talking, it's just like, God damn, like, this is the fucking world we live in, my nigga. Like, this shit is wild as fuck. But the thing is, a nigga, you know what I'm saying, listen. It ain't no excuse for, for fucking with no motherfuckers, you know, no no motherfucking children, no motherfuckers doing some shit unwillingly. Because there are so many willing bitches out there, you know, at truck stops, at, you know what I'm saying, in these little fucking towns. There are so many grown adult willing women that it's no excuse for none of these big grown nasty ass niggas to be, you know, indulging in some, some sick ass shit like that. You feel me? So fuck that. It ain't it ain't no it ain't no 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 nothing for them. Fuck them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Fuck the niggas who perpetrating it and fuck the niggas who engaging in it. Flat the fuck out. I'ma move on now. So after I finished that crazy wild shit that changed my life, 
I'm still in Iowa and I'm waiting and I fucking got a whole nother gig while I was there. Got, you know, went on the interview, got another job while I was there. But I fucked around and just like, fuck it, I'm here, so let me just stay here. But like I say, I'm in a database and motherfuckers were still calling me and hitting me up about gigs. So I'm like, fuck it. Went on the interview over the phone, got the motherfucking job. And like I said, man, ever since I got this motherfucking CDL, like jobs just been falling in my motherfucking lap. I ain't even gonna cap, you feel me? So, uh, so boom, I'm not, they didn't never, they never told me how long I was going to be in Iowa, right? So they never told me, you know, how long I was going to be there. So I packed a week's worth of clothes, thinking, all right, at least I, you know, I'll be home in a, in a week, you know, then I'll, you know, go out on the road, but whatever. No, them niggas put me right on the road that third day. Called my phone, was like, hey, yo, your, uh, your trainer is downstairs, go down there and meet him. So I go down there and meet the nigga. This nigga tells me we about to be on the road for 28 days. Nigga, what? What the fuck are you talking about? 28 motherfucking days. That's how they do it. You know what I mean? So they was like, all right, nigga, we about to be on the road for 28 motherfucking days. You about to learn the game, and then you about to get your own truck and go out here, you know, with your co-driver. But we got to teach you all the systems, all the company policy, this, is done, and third. So dude was cool. I ain't going to cap. Nigga from North Carolina, he was he was cool. And for the most part, we got along. You know what I mean? We we had like one hiccup, but that's to be expected because you got two grown men living in a nine by nine box. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck how it could be your brother. You know what I'm saying? It could be your son. Like you ain't gonna want to be around this motherfucker twenty four seven. You know I'm never or not around this nigga. Never. You know what I'm saying? We go to a truck stop. We go to the truck stop together. We go to the terminal. We go to the terminal together. We go to the shipper, we go to the shipper together. We in the truck, and we're around each other all fucking day. That shit got annoying, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to tell you all about the hiccup, too. But like I say, for the most part, this nigga was very knowledgeable. This nigga taught me a lot, you know what I'm saying, about this company. Not about truck driving, because I already know that shit, you feel me? But he taught me about the company and shit, and uh, for the most part, we got along, you feel me? But the the thing with Dog was, so he was an owner-operator, right? So that means he owned his own truck. He just, you know, uh, the company just pays him to to move loads, right? So he owned his own truck. So he could go wherever he wanted to get fuel. This nigga was like a hood nigga with his truck, dog. Like he would he would like ride that bitch till it got on E. You know what I'm saying? Then start looking on some I know my car type shit, and then start looking for a truck stop like. At least six or seven times we damn near ran out of gas. And then when we are, you know, getting fuel, we're not stopping at the major, you know, truck stop, the Loves, the Flying J's, the Pilots. We going to Billy Bob's in Ocarancho, Texas. You know what I'm saying? Off, Not even off a of main fucking drag. Like, we in the middle of some small-ass town because they diesel fuel is 10 cents cheaper than this one off the main strip. So he's online the whole fucking day looking for fuels, looking for the cheapest motherfucking fuel, which you can't blame him. But I'm like, nigga, this shit's sketchy as fuck. And let me just tell you how I am now. I have a company car, and uh, nigga, I don't give a fuck if the gas is $1,000. I'm not paying for it. The company's paying for it. So I'm about to stop, and I'm about to fill this bitch up in front of all these people at this main spot on off this main drag. I'm not going to look for no cheap-ass fuel. 
fuck the fuel costs because I don't pay for the fuel. But as an owner-operator, I understood why he did that. You feel me? But this nigga put us in some sketchy-ass situations. I ain't even going to lie. My nigga wanted to find that cheap shit and get the bang for his motherfucking buck. My man had us in some, whew. I'm like, damn, man, I ain't even going to say that on this podcast. We're like, man, nigga, I wish uh I was able to have something with me while we're out here in this town. But you can't. So, it's against company policy for anybody to sleep in the top bunk while the truck is in motion. Right? So, now, I, I don't even know if all companies do this. I know it's not a law, but uh, it's against this particular company that I work for. It's against their policy for anybody to be asleep in the top bunk while the truck's in motion. So, what that means is you're constantly switching beds. So, when he's driving, I'm asleep in the bottom bunk. Right? So after his uh, 11 hours of driving is over and it's my turn to start driving, he's about to sleep in the bottom bunk because neither one of us can sleep in the top while the truck is moving. The only time somebody can be sleeping in the top is if I'm already asleep and he wants to, like, take a nap during his shift and he will, boom, hop on the top because no one's driving the truck. But as long as the truck is in motion, you can't be asleep on the top bunk because, one, if you just let's just say you just fall out the bed, you're gonna fuck yourself up really bad because it's so much shit that you're gonna hit on your way down because it's so much shit in that truck. Two, let's say he just gets into an accident while you're in the top bunk, then you're gonna fly the fuck off that top bunk and, and into every fucking thing in that truck. Three, let's say. He's driving, and he's go, he goes under a bridge, but the bridge is low. You're in the top bunk. You're dead. So for those reasons, it's against company policy for anyone to sleep in the top bunk while the truck is in motion. So it's like, damn, so y'all sleeping in the same bed? Absolutely. But what we would do is when this nigga was done driving and I'm waking up, I would take my linen and my pillows and shit off the motherfucking bed spray down the mattress with bleach, boom, 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 wipe that bitch down. And while I'm doing this, he's up front spraying off the steering wheel, the gear shift, the doors, the seat with bleach. He rubbing that shit down, cleaning that shit up, you know what I'm saying? And uh, and I'm cleaning up the back, and then we would just switch places. So now he, I done cleaned up back here. He can go throw his sheets on, and he can go get his sleep. Now, I'm, I grab my motherfucking snacks, and I go up front, and I start driving. So we would just constantly do that. But we we had so many motherfucking cleaning products because the nigga wasn't a nasty nigga. He was messy, but he wasn't nasty. You know what I'm saying? So we were real strict on cleanliness. You know what I mean? Uh, and everybody isn't, which is why team driving sucks mostly because everybody hygiene ain't the same everybody's cleanliness level is not the same, you know, and you got some you got some messy motherfuckers, you got some nasty motherfuckers. Like I say, dog was uh, messy, though. So while he driving, so when I'm driving, I'll, I'll grab my motherfucking snacks and I'll take whatever plastic bag and I'll put it on the passenger side seatbelt. So I know the trash is right next to me. So when I'm done with my candy, boom, goes in the trash. I'm done with my chips, boom, goes in the trash. Done with my drink, boom, goes in the trash. When I stop to get my lunch, I eat my lunch, boom, goes in the trash. So when it's time to switch out, all I have to do is take the fucking bag, throw the bag away. 
and wipe the steering wheel and shit down. This nigga, when he was done driving, this nigga had to collect all his shit because this nigga was like Cookie Monster. He just eating and throwing shit. So it's fucking candy wrappers everywhere, chip bags, beef jerky packages, six energy drinks. You know, this nigga stopped at Subway, Pizza Hut. It's full every fucking where. So this nigga had to clean all of that shit out. Sweep the motherfucking truck, because it's a lot it's a lot more floor in the truck than people imagine, so you actually need a broom. So he would have to sweep the motherfucking truck out, then do the wipe down shit. Like I say, dog was messy, but the nigga cleaned up after himself. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't cleaning that shit up. So he so he cleaned up after himself. So that was a really good thing. But yes, while the truck is in motion, you can never sleep in that top bunk. So you're constantly switching out on the bottom bunk type shit. You feel me? And you know it's 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 the smart thing to do, and it's most definitely the fucking safest thing to do. So you just you you fucking do it. But the the thing is to find a, a co-driver that you mesh with well. And I'm gonna get to this company's policy on co-drivers, right? So I'm gonna get to it. So I didn't have no choice in who my trainer was. The company chose my trainer, so they just called me like, "Yeah, your trainer downstairs." Co-drivers are different protocol and I'm it's really fucking stupid but I'm gonna get into it right so our first load that we got was from Iowa to Wyoming then Wyoming to California this was my first time ever in the state of Wyoming right I had never fucking been there when I rode the bike to Cali we took uh on the way there we took I got a map hold on give me one second On the way to Cali, we uh, we left Michigan, so we went Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California, right? So that's the way we took to get there. When we left, we left from Vegas, so we went Vegas, uh, Utah, Colorado, Nebraska, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan. So I kind of went around Wyoming, right? I had never been in the state of Wyoming, but this time we had to go to Wyoming to pick up the load. So we get to one, my, well, Wyoming is beautiful. It's a fucking beautiful state, right? It's the 10th largest state in the nation. It's huge. Very fucking pretty, really fucking big. But when I tell you it ain't nothing in this motherfucker, nothing. Like, it's like it's forgotten. They have uh, the lowest population in the nation, 51, if you count D.C. So it's, 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 it's in the 51st place. 578,000 5, is the population of Wyoming. Tenth largest state population, less than the population of Detroit, Michigan. In the whole goddamn state. It ain't shit out there but beautiful landscapes. It ain't that many fucking farms. It ain't that many plants, like factories. It ain't that many motherfucking houses. You don't see nothing in this bitch. They totally forgot about this motherfucking state, which is why your man, yay, Went out there and bought all that land. You know what I'm saying? Built his motherfucking compound out there. Because you ain't got to worry about nobody fucking with you. Because ain't nobody there to fuck with you. Some motherfucking wolves and something. 
But that's about it, right? So, boom, we pick up the load in Wyoming, take it to Cali. We get to California. So my particular company is based out of Iowa, but we have terminals in it's one in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, one in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the main one in Cedar Rapids, and then there's a California terminal in Riverside, California. The Riverside, California terminal is immaculate. When we got out there, the fucking weather was amazing. Uh, it was bad bitches everywhere, like uh, students, staff, and just like neighborhood bitches, like black bitches, Hispanic bitches, like, oh, my God, it was just so many... You know, after being in the truck with this goofy-ass nigga, I was like, God damn, you know, beautiful women right here, and I could talk to these motherfuckers, bro. That shit was so motherfucking lit. Because I'm telling you, man, oh, man, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get there. I'm a, Damn, this episode going to be long. It's already been 40 minutes. That's crazy as fuck. I ain't even halfway done. But anyway, fuck it. Shout out to y'all for listening. So, boom, Riverside, get out there, you know, fucking with dog. Uh, the shit was, shit, was, shit was lit, you know what I'm saying? Got out to Riverside. Shit was nice. You know what I'm saying? I I, I particularly look, like that terminal the best. So anytime I can, uh, that's where I'll go to shut down. And I'll explain shut down in a minute. But that's where I'll go to shut down to. Well, I'll make sure when I go to California that I shut down there for at least a day or two. So that way I get to hang out. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's, it's, it's fucking California. The fucking weather is immaculate. You know what I'm saying? But something else that I learned, uh, casinos love truckers especially the casinos in the middle of nowhere. So, uh, Illinois, Iowa, uh, Oklahoma, uh, Nebraska, Arizona. So, like the, so listen, after you pass St. Louis, the United States get really fucking big. Like, all the states get really big. St. Louis is like the last major city you're going to run across until you get to a lot of open space. Iowa's open space, Nebraska, Oklahoma. These are all really big states, and it's just open. There are miles and miles and miles in between towns now. You know, you fucking, you in Detroit, you, you know, you're, you're not 100 miles from the next major city. You know what I'm saying? You're not. But, you know what I'm saying, you would fucking... Kentucky, you in Tennessee, you know what I'm saying? It's just not like that on on the east, on the eastern side. But on the west, you'll be 200 miles from the next main town easily. You know, that shit is wild to see. So in all of these gaps, in all of these spaces, it's a lot of fucking truck stops, right? But there's also a lot of casinos. And casinos offer truckers free parking. I'm going to explain how fucking important parking is in a second. But they offer uh, truckers free parking, so they let us use their parking because, one, these motherfuckers in the middle of nowhere. Y'all not slapping for real. Y'all got some regulars from this town or from this area, but most of them, y'all uh, customers, just motherfuckers passing through. Y'all know truckers are passing through a lot. So casinos let us park in their parking lots, and then they have signs you know, uh, show us your CDL, 25% off your your room, 50% off food and drinks. Because they're just trying to reel you in because they know, one, you can only drive for 11 hours a day, then you got to shut down. Then if you on your uh, 36-hour reset, motherfucker, you can stay here for two days and reset here while you're gambling and eating food and doing et cetera, et cetera. So casinos love truckers, but casinos 
in the middle of nowhere really fucking love us. Uh, it's one in Iowa across from this motherfucking truck stop, and they just like, nigga, come on. Come the fuck on. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, it's fucking free parking, discounts on rooms, all of that type of shit. Bro, it's, it's really fucking wild, like the shit you see out here, the shit you learn about, right? But let me tell you one thing that tripped me out about this highway shit, about this trucking shit. I didn't know people still hitchhiked. I thought that was like some TV movie shit because, you know, I've been in Detroit literally my whole life, right? So you don't see niggas hitchhiking. You know what I mean? You don't just, you ain't never just seen, been on fucking Southfield and seen a nigga with his thumb in the air and a bunch of bags on the Southfield freeway. It don't happen. You ain't never seen a nigga on 96 do that. You ain't never seen a nigga on 94, 696. You ain't never seen a nigga with all his shit, a fucking guitar with his thumb up, you know, trying to catch a ride on 696. That ain't never happened in your life. Never happened in mine either. Get past St. Louis and niggas hitchhike. Why? Because like I say, the states get really big and there's miles and miles in between cities. You can be hundreds of miles away from the next city. So if you're from this little fucked up town and you're trying to get the fuck out of here, a Uber not coming. A bus ain't coming. They don't have public transportation. Buses ain't coming. Ain't no subways coming. You got to get to a motherfucking Greyhound. And niggas is on the side of the fucking road hitchhiking in 2022. That fucked me up. I couldn't believe that shit. But I challenge you, look at a map. Look at a map. Find St. Louis, Missouri, and look west of the map. You're going to see. First of all, 70% of the world, 70% of the United States population lives on the east. Like I say, from St. Louis to the Atlantic Ocean, to New York, 70%. So you're talking over 200 million people live in that that slice. The western part is is, is fucking 10 times larger. Only 30% live there. And the majority of that 30% lives... From California, Oregon, and Washington. And only the west side of California. Like, actually, Pacific Coast Highway type shit. So there's nobody in that middle, basically. That's what I'm telling y'all. It's like 12% lives from fucking L.A., in between L.A. and St. Louis. 12% of the population. I think they said maybe 18% of the population lives between L.A., in St. Louis, Missouri. That's the biggest part of the country. But ain't nothing in that motherfucker. Ain't nothing in South Dakota. Ain't nothing in North Dakota. It ain't shit in Utah. Nothing in Idaho. Nothing in Nebraska. Nothing in Iowa. Nothing in Oklahoma. Nothingness. It's beautiful. It's all get out. It ain't shit there. And that's where you see motherfuckers hitchhiking. That shit fucked me. I'm like, bro, this shit is like TV, my nigga. It was literally a nigga off I-40 with a motherfucking guitar in like six bags. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. This this can't be real. But yes, because they don't have transportation. And you from a little ass town where the population is fucking 600, what are your options? 
to escape that shit. So yeah, niggas still hitchhike. That fucked me up. So, uh, like I said, the Cali terminal was dope as fuck. Uh, the whole training experience with my trainer, it, it was pretty much cool, right? So we got through it. We went to California like four times. We, we didn't end up having to do 28 days. We ended up doing probably about 21. So we were together about 21 days on the road. And we went every fucking where. You know, he taught me some, uh, you know, which routes to take. Like I-80, is it's already winter on, on the west part of I-80, right? And so it was winter in, in, in into September. Like it was snow. You know, last month it was snow everywhere on I-80. So they got like blockades where they literally shut down the freeway. And if you're on it, you just have to stay in your truck on that fucking side of that highway until they open the freeways back up. It's nothing you can do. But that's how bad the winters get up there. So now everybody, all the truckers are taking I-40, you know, so they're going down towards uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Texas, you know, New Mexico. So they're taking, they're taking that way. And, you know, and that way you don't have to deal with the snow, but you're still going to have to deal with storms. You're still going to have to deal with wind. Uh, we, I had to pull over for wind one time because the fucking, uh, we were less than, we had, we got an advisory on the tablet. And it, it let us know that if your truck is, uh, if you have under 25,000 pounds loaded in your truck, then the wind will tip your shit over. And we were at like 24,000. So we had to stop for maybe four hours and just pull over and just, you know, wait for that shit to pass. Because the wind will, you know, broadside your shit. And it's a wrap. You see plenty semis laid over in the median because of the fucking wind got their ass. Took their motherfucking ass right over. You feel me? So... The experience with dog was cool, so he taught me like you know which routes to take, what time of year. That was really really important, you know, as far as my trip planning and shit like that. But so after that, you know, he went home for the holidays, and I came back to the crib. And so what they do, how you get your co-driver is, uh, after you're done training, they'll send you a list of names and numbers of people that live in your area. And what they want you to do is call these people and try to connect with them and see if y'all want to team up. This is the dumbest fucking policy ever. Bitch, I don't even like people. I fucking hate humans. So you want me to call up random niggas and ask, hey, bro, you want to you co-drive with me? Some nigga I ain't never met, I ain't never fucking seen, I don't know nothing about this nigga. We had a two-second phone conversation. You want me to ask this nigga to be my co-driver? Somebody I'm going to have to live in close proximity with. I don't know if this nigga smell bad. I don't know what this nigga on. Like, this is the weirdest fucking policy I've ever seen, but this is how they fucking do it, right? So, uh, how I got the last co-driver. So, hold on. Let me tell you this shit, bro. Oh, my God. So, listen. When I was in school in Iowa, uh, it was a, a, a nigga from New York that, you know what I'm saying, cool nigga, we vibe, we, we met, we vibe, you know what I'm saying, so we going through the same process shit, he just got his CDL, so he like, nigga, I'm about to go out with my trainer, I'm like, shit, I'm about to go out with mine, so boom, we link up, he was like, fuck it, after this trainer shit, like, let's just, you know what I'm saying, let's drive together, so he had a driver manager and I had one, so we told them, we was like, all right, we gonna uh, we want to link up, she was like, my driver manager was like, but he don't live next to you, I'm like, so what, like, I don't, you know what I'm saying, I don't want to find another motherfucker I don't know, like, I've been... Rocking with dog, like I want, I want to fuck with dog, right? So she was like, "All right, fuck it." So this is just how we gonna do. Uh, we gonna split up y'all home time. You'll do one uh, home time in Michigan, and then the next one you'll do in New York, and we'll just alternate like that. So I'm like, "Fuck it, cool." I'm about to be in New York, fucking two weeks out the month. You feel me? 
fuck it, let's go. You know what I mean? Like that sounds that sounds good to me, right? So <clears throat> me and this nigga about to link up. Why this nigga get into it with his fucking uh trainer? Same way I got into it with Dave. Fuck Dave. Gets into it with his motherfucking trainer and quit right before uh we finish training. So right, right when we time to lead these trainer niggas and get our own truck, this nigga gets into it with his trainer and quit the company. Now he working at another company. I was mad as fuck, right? So I'm at the crib waiting on a co-driver. And a uh, nigga called me. He hit me up and shit. And uh, uh, he hit me up. And so I'm like, fuck it. He lived in Ohio, so I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it. You know what I mean? So he had a rental car. So he drives the rental up to Detroit, picks me up, and we had to head to Oklahoma to, to pick the car up. This nigga, you know what I'm saying? First impression, dog was all right. You know what I'm saying? He was he was sixty he's sixty years old, right? So he's sixty years old. He just got his CDL not too long ago, but he came from another company. He didn't get it from from this company. So he was at another company, left there, and came to the company that that I'm at now. So he comes pick me up. We driving to Oklahoma to pick the car up. To, I mean to pick the truck up. This nigga, as soon as we get to the truck, now the ride there was cool. As soon as we get to the truck, this nigga starts complaining about everything. He's complaining about the operating system, that the, the tablet shit, because uh, each truck comes with a tablet, and that's how you get your loads. That's how you know what loads to pick up and where you're going and type shit. That's how you know your your your, your four o'clock, your hours of service. That's how you send in your free forms and you know contact management and supervisors that you need, shit like that. And that's how they communicate with you. They're not calling your phone every day. They're just sending messages to the tablet because each truck is equipped with a tablet, right? So he's he's complaining because the other company ha- worked off a different system. This system is the Maven system. He had the Com Data system, so he don't know the operating system in the truck. So he's complaining about that. Uh, we go to get fuel. His fuel car won't work. He jumps in the motherfucking truck, throws his gloves. Now, mind you, we don't eat, so we gotta get get we gotta get fuel. Uh, he jumps in the truck, throws his motherfucking gloves on the dashboard, and pulls off. Like, bitch, where we going? You know what I'm saying? But he was just an old nigga, and he was just like bitter. You know what I'm saying? So this nigga just complained about everything, and I'm like, bro, listen, like this shit ain't that deep, my nigga. Like, you getting all bent out of shape. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you getting bent out of shape about this shit, but this ain't your company. Like, why do you care this much? I ain't never gave a fuck about a j- shit going wrong at a job. I give a fuck about some shit going wrong with my car. I give a fuck about some shit going wrong at my house. I give a fuck about some shit going wrong at my company. But at my job? Oh, you mean I work for another motherfucker? Well, that's not my problem. That's that motherfucker's problem. I don't give a fuck if this bitch never move. Fuck it. Go to sleep. Like, why is you tripping? Send in your motherfucking form. Let them know the issue and relax. Why are you mad? I don't understand that logic. I don't get that. I ain't never been that mad about somebody else's shit. Nigga, fuck this shit. Burn all this shit down. Fuck this shit, right? So, dog was tripping. So, uh... You know, uh, this nigga just kept complaining. So we pick up, we end up picking up a load uh, from Oklahoma, and we had to take it to New York. So we we get the truck, we pick up the load. It goes from Oklahoma to New York City. So I drove most of the way, but uh, my eleven hours was up, and I'm gonna explain these eleven hours shit in a second. But my eleven hours was up, so he had to. So I stopped driving, then he had to drive the rest of the way, which ended up being that following morning, right? 
So that following morning, I drove all through the night, you know what I'm saying, all through the shit. Uh, that following morning, we get to New York City. So now he has to face uh, morning New York City traffic. This nigga goes ballistic. He goes ape shit, right? He's like, oh, my fucking God, and da-da-da. This nigga is tripping, right? So we finally dropped the motherfucking load off in New York. Then we had to pick up another load in New Jersey, and it was going to Kansas. So he drops the load off in New York. Boom, we send that shit in. We pick up the load in Jersey, and we're headed to Kansas. Now I'm driving, and it's almost nighttime. So as I'm driving, the GPS is on the tablet. The GPS goes away. The route that I'm on goes away. I'm like, what the fuck? So I need gas, too. So I pull over at the gas station, uh, at the truck stop and shit. And I, I keep saying gas. It's diesel fuel. So I pull over for diesel and shit. And uh, so I send in a, I'm like, bro, listen. I send in a, a, a form. Like, yo, listen, I was on this road to Kansas, and the fucking GPS cut off. They was like, yeah. Go to the Carlisle, Pennsylvania truck stop. I mean, uh, terminal. So I'm like, all right, bet. I don't know why we was going to Kansas, but whatever. So I, it's probably like an hour away from where I was at. So I just head to the Carlisle truck stop. I'm thinking that my fucking uh, co-driver is in the back sleep. He done drove his uh, 10, 10 hours of the day. I'm, it's nighttime. I'm like, this old nigga back there sleep because he used to go to sleep around this time. I pull up to the motherfucking uh, terminal in, uh, in Carlisle. This nigga grabs his bags, throws them bitches off the truck, and hops in an Uber. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck just happened, right? This nigga was in the back quitting, like, tell, call on the phone with the company, texting the car. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. I didn't hear nothing. But he had to be on the phone with somebody and tell him, like, nigga, I quit. I'm done. And... Nigga, when I pull up to Carlisle, so that's why they ended the route. Like, all right, this nigga quit. He wants to leave right now. He ain't waiting. He wants to leave right now. So the closest terminal that we could drop this motherfucker off, because you can't just kick a nigga out the truck. So they like, all right, nigga, go from Jersey to Carlisle, Pennsylvania, drop this nigga off, and then just wait. So I, I, so I don't know what's going on. He just jumps out the truck. So I just, uh, I call, I, I send a message on the tablet, and I call my dispatch. I'm like, bro, my co-driver just jumped out the motherfucking truck. He just jumped in Uber and pulled off. I'm at the Carlisle Terminal. I got a load. I'm loaded, and I was headed to Kansas. They was like, all right, just fucking shut down for the night. Chill, relax. We'll figure out something by the morning. So the next morning, they like, all right, yeah, he's definitely gone. So drop the trailer that you have, take an empty, and go to Souderton, Pennsylvania. Get loaded and take that load from Souderton to Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'm like, okay, fuck it. So this is the thing, though. These companies don't want you running alone. So they want you to have a co-driver because if I'm running alone, then they're not making as much money. So let's say you got a load in Detroit that needs to get to Miami, right? So this company, uh, Ford, Ford got some cars that they need to get down to a dealership in Miami, right? So let's say they got $300,000 worth of cars, right? Boom, 300K worth of cars. They need to get it to Miami to a dealership, right? So what they'll do is they'll just put that out there. Like, all right, listen, I got $300,000 worth of cars. I need it to be, let's say it's Friday. No, let's say it's Monday, right? They need it there 
by Wednesday, right? So they'll say, all right, listen, let's, uh, so they'll put that out there to all the trucking companies. All right, look, I got this low $300,000 worth of cars in Detroit. I need to get it to Miami. I'm willing to pay $10,000 because I need it there in two days, right? It has to be there that second morning, right? So they're like, so you're like all right. Uh, so this company, like, all right, I can do that low, right? But another company might say, all right, I can get it there tomorrow. It's not possible, but let's just say they can, right? I'll get it there tomorrow. So what are you willing to pay me if I can get it there tomorrow? They're like, all right, well, shit, if you can get there tomorrow, we'll pay you 12000 right? So if you're driving alone, you're not going to be able to drive as much as two people. One person can't drive as much as two people because you can only drive for 11 hours a day. After that 11 hours, you have to shut down for 10 hours. After you drive 11 hours in one day, you can no longer drive for 10 hours. You have to wait 10 hours to get another 11 hours that you can drive. But if it's two people in the truck, after I drive my 11 hours, guess what? You get to drive your 11 hours. Then by the time as your 11 hours is up, more than 10 hours have went by, so now I can drive my 11 hours. By the time I drive my second 11 hours, guess what? Your 10 hours is up, so you can drive your 11 hours. This truck never has to stop moving versus if it's one person in the truck, it's just only moving for 11 hours a day. You can charge more to a company because you can get their product there faster, right? So that's why these companies don't want you running the loan. So when they, they were reluctant to give me that load, that's why they didn't give me the Kansas load. They were reluctant to give me that load because they didn't know how I was going to be driving. Because you don't have to drive 11 hours a day. You, can, you just drive as much as you fucking feel comfortable, up to 11 hours. That's the max you can drive. Some people drive eight hours. Some people drive six. Some people drive 10. Some people drive nine. You know, some people drive five, go to sleep, and Drake wake up and drive another six. You can break it up however you want to, but in a one-day span, it can only be up to 11 hours of driving time, right? So they didn't know how I was going to drive. So I got to – uh, when this happens, this was Friday. So Saturday morning, I pick up the, lo- the load in Southerton. And it has to be there by Monday. Well, I leave Saturday because I was tired of sitting in Pennsylvania at the truck at the terminal. So I leave fucking Saturday and I'm only going from Pennsylvania to Tennessee. It was only like eight, eight and a half hours, maybe if that. Right. So I get there Saturday night. When I get there Saturday night, it ain't nobody at this motherfucking plant. I'm like, what the fuck? I pull up. And I only got an hour left of drive time, so I can't pull off and go nowhere, for real. So I pull up to the plant security, like, yeah, bro, like, I can let you in, but ain't nobody here to unload you. They won't be back till Monday. I'm like, fuck. I look on the board, that's when the load was due, Monday. But I'm like, I wasn't, you know, one, you don't get paid to sit around. You only get paid, if you're, if you're in a truck and you're not moving, you only get, you, only, you make $100 a day. That's it, just 100 bucks. You get paid for driving. You get paid for moving product, right? So I was like, let me move this shit because I wanted to hurry up and drop that load off and get another load. That's That was my plan. So I'm like, fuck it. This shit don't got to be here to Monday. I'm going to get this shit here Saturday. Well, no, I know you got to wait. So I was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. My family's in Knoxville, Tennessee. So I'm like, fuck it. I can't move nowhere tonight. So I slept in that company's parking lot that night, Saturday. Woke up Sunday. 
drove to Knoxville, kicked it with my cousin all day fucking Sunday, all day Monday, then dropped that shit off there Monday. So when I dropped the shit off Monday, they sent me to Alabama, which is so Alabama, uh, Georgia, and Tennessee, they're all, they're all intersect there. You can like cross the street and you'll be in the next state, right? And so at that one point, you're all right there. So they sent me to Alabama. So I drove like 45 minutes to Alabama, uh, dropped the trailer off. Then I had another load coming out of Alabama going to California. But I had to wait in Alabama for another day. Just at the truck stop, not doing shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but then I got that load from Alabama to Cali. And once once I got delivered that load to Cali, they was like, oh, this motherfucker drives. You know what I'm saying? This nigga does his motherfucking thing, so we gonna, we gonna run the shit out of him, basically. Like, this nigga likes to drive. Let me tell y'all what's going on. But hold on. Let me tell y'all. When I got to Chattanooga, so when I dropped the shit off in Ch- uh, Chattanooga, right, so, like I say, I get there, and, and then they were closed. I meant to say this shit earlier. So, when I get there, they were closed, right? But getting there, so as I'm uh, taking the GPS to get there, right, I'm noticing that I'm in, uh, I'm like, this don't seem right, right? I'm in this big-ass truck, and I'm the only truck on this road. I'm like. That's always a bad sign. Anytime you're the only semi-truck on the road, that's a bad fucking sign, right? So then it takes me through downtown. I'm like, yeah, this is wrong. This is not right. But I'm following the truck GPS, the fucking Maven system that comes in the truck. That's what I'm following, right? So uh, it takes me through downtown, and I'm like, this this is just not right. So I go across this bridge, and I'm, I'm crossing the water, and... I can see. So, after you've been driving trucks for a while, you get you get to notice when you're you know close to where you're dropping some shit off, right? Because one clear sign is the houses disappear, and you see factories, right? So you see less cars and you see more trucks. You don't see any houses because people don't put their houses near fucking big ass factories, right? So there's no houses near your Walmart. It's a big ass, you know what I'm saying? So you just start seeing less and less car traffic and more and more truck traffic. I'm not seeing none of that. I'm seeing more and more fucking cars, and I'm the only truck. So I get over this bridge, and I have to go through this underpass. Now, the underpass has a sign. So all the signs on the side of the road, this is is a fun fact, all the signs on the side of the road are for trucks. They're not for cars. 90% 90% of the signs you see are for trucks. That's why you'll see the truck with the X over it, like no trucks down this road. Well, they're telling you that because this road is not built for your 13-foot high, 6-inch high, 8-foot, six, eight 6-inch six wide, 74-foot long ass. This road is not built for you. The fucking power lines aren't high enough. They're not 13 feet, 6 inches high. So you're going to tear the power lines down. The street lights are not 13 feet, 6 inches high on this particular street. So you're going to tear the street lights down. The road is not wide enough for your 8-foot, 6-inch ass. So you're going to fuck up the cars that are parked on the side of the street. Trucks can't go down every road. You're 74 feet long, tractor and trailer. You can't turn this corner at the end. 
You can't make this turn. So you'll see no truck routes, right? So I see a sign on side of the freeway that says 13 foot 6 inches. Well, my trailer is 13 foot 6 inches. So I can't make it. This is what I'm thinking, right? I'm like, I can't fucking make it, right? Because everything else, every when I went under, they were over. 13 foot 10, 14, 14 foot 2, 15 foot 1. You know, whatever, whatever. But everything, I ain't never seen one 13.6. I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm in a fucking tunnel as well. So I'm in a tunnel that goes to an overpass. So I'm, it's one lane of traffic, and I'm blocking that fucking lane because I can't go forward because I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to get stuck under this overpass. I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee, so I call the fucking police. When I call them, I tell them, hey, yeah, I'm in this truck, and they're like, we know. Several people have called. You're, you're holding up traffic. I'm like, okay. He was like, all right, we're sending the patrol car out. So I'm like, all right, bet. So I'm waiting for the patrol car. So I see the lights behind me. They blocked the uh, street off, cleared the traffic out. And young cop, young fucking Chattanooga police officer, he couldn't have been no more than 22. Young as fuck. He like, <clears throat> he looks at me, looks at the truck. He's like, I think you can make it. <laughs> I'm like, what, nigga? <laughs> That nigga looked at that shit like, I really think you can make it. I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm going to need more than that, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's like, fuck it. Uh, just bag up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to just, I'll guide you back. Just bag up and we'll, you know, route you around. So I'm like, all right, cool. So that's what I do. Like I say, I'm a, I'm a bag up king. Most motherfuckers couldn't have made this, but I had to back up like two blocks. Most people couldn't have done it. I did it effortlessly, right? So I bagged the truck up and then I, you know, but mind you, the GPS is still trying to take me this way. So I go around, and you know how you, you know, you start driving somewhere else, and then it'll reroute you another route. Well, this motherfucker never rerouted me. I called dispatch. I told him, hey, listen, this GPS trying to send me down this motherfucking road. Woo, woo. I done already had to get a police escort out of here, this, this, that, and the third. They was like, fuck it, just follow the GPS. So now I have a documented fucking police call. And I have a documented call with dispatch. So now, if I drive under this motherfucker and it gets stuck, guess who fought it's not? Man, bitch, because I did everything I was supposed to do. So now, fuck it. So I go, right? So boom, I go, and I end up making it. So let me tell you why I made it. So thirteen. So I'm thinking that 13 foot 6 is the height of the, bri- of the overpass, whatever it is, a bridge or whatever. You know what I'm saying? The posted height is not the the posted height that you see on these bridges is not the height of the the thing you're going under. That's the maximum height of what can make it under here. So when you see and if it's say 15 foot 1, anything 15 foot 1 and under can make it under there. That's not saying that this is 15 foot 1 inch off the ground. That's what I thought, you know, intuitively Oh, this shit say 14 foot 2 inches. That's 14 feet 2 inches high. No. That's saying anything 14 foot 2 inches or lower, you make it under here. That's the maximum height that you can be to make it under here. That's not the height of the thing. Fun fact, right? I don't know this. I also didn't, and I still don't know this, if this is true or not, but it, sounds, it makes sense. And truckers have said it. They don't measure from the street to the pinnacle of the thing being measured. They measure from the curb. 
So they don't start street level. They measure from the curb up, which means you'll have another three to four inches of clearance. I don't know if that one is true, but that's what some other truckers told me. But I know that the posted height is the maximum height of you that you can be, your vehicle can be, to make it under here. So that said 13 foot 6, that means I could have made it because I did make it. You know what I'm saying? So I went back and I made it, right? But when I made it, guess what? I made it under this shit, then went through all of this shit, and the GPS takes me to a nigga's front yard. The fucking GPS is tripping in Tennessee. Took me to a nigga's house. I ain't supposed to be nowhere over here. That's why all these motherfuckers looking at me like, why is this truck even over here? That's why motherfuckers was calling the police like, bro, why is this nigga even over here? Trucks ain't even supposed to be over here. The truck GPS that it comes with took me to a nigga's front yard in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I had to hop on Google to and Google the address. Then it told me I was 15 miles away from where I was supposed to be. So then I get there, and then I they like, all right, nigga, it's closed, and we can't come. You got to deliver on Monday. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to chill in Tennessee. But the problem with Google is Google assumes you're a car. Google, uh, the Google GPS is not built for a truck, so it'll take you down roads that trucks aren't supposed to be on because it's a built-in assumption that someone in a car is using this GPS. Never that it's a trucker. So that's why we're not supposed to use Google. But I had to use Google because the fucking truck GPS sent me to a nigga's crib because machines are stupid, you know, and they fuck up sometimes. And it happened. So that was my Chattanooga experience, right? So then, like I said, I dropped the load off that Monday, went to Alabama. From Alabama, I got an XPO load from there, from uh, Bessemer, Alabama, (coughs) to Compton, California. So I did that low, right? So <clears throat> once I, so now I'm running, you know, they running the shit out of me, right? <clears throat> they running the fuck out of me because they know, like, this nigga, this nigga will go. You know what I'm saying? This, this nigga, this nigga drives, right? So I'm like, all right, I, uh, <clears throat> I'm like, all right. Let me, uh, you know, when I'm in Alabama, I'm like, all right, nigga, now y'all can start sending me home. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can route me to the crib now. Like, get me some shit headed back to Michigan. They're like, no, nah, nigga, sent my motherfucking ass to California. <clears throat> so I get to Cali, and I'm like, all right, fuck it. It is what it is, right? And then they send me, and I'm like, when I, when I get to California, I'm like, all right, listen, now I'm not playing. You know, send me the fuck home. You know what I'm saying? I ain't taking shit that ain't going towards Michigan. So they sent me to uh, Indiana. Had to go, had to drop a load off in Indiana. And I dropped it off in Indiana. And I didn't even, you know, tell them, like, all right, I'm empty or I'm this, this, and there. I just tell, told them, I'm going home. And here I am. I've been home for a week now. <laughs> I'm leaving uh, out tomorrow, actually. So this episode is going to drop today. And I'm headed back on the road tomorrow. But <clears throat> let me explain to you all what this hours of service shit is. Uh, let me explain to you all what, what I was talking about, about uh, about the drive time and shit, right? And that's going to be the icon for this episode. Uh, so when you look at this uh, episode icon, it's going to be the, the hours of service clock, right? So 
I'm going to explain that, and I'm going to explain parking wars. So when you get in the truck, when you log in and you go on duty, four clocks start running, right? So there's, and it's actually four clocks on there, right? So uh, the first clock is an eight-hour time. So they're, they're four clocks, but they're all countdowns, right? So it's a, it started at eight hours, and it, count, it started counting down from eight hours, right? So it's an eight-hour break clock. So that means you can be on duty, but uh, within eight hours, you have to, every eight hours, you have to take a break, right? So what most people do is they'll wait probably five hours, then they'll take a break. They'll take a 30-minute break. So you have to, every, every eight hours, you have to take a 30-minute break, right? So they'll wait a couple hours. So let's say you, uh, hold on. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, yeah, every eight hours, you have to take a 30-minute break, right? So that's your break clock, that, that one, you know what I mean? So if you take a break too early, right, let's say you take a break, you 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 go on duty, and then you take a break an hour after you get on, on duty. Eight hours is going to pass again during your shift. There's going to be another eight hours in your shift, so you're going to have to take two breaks. So that's why most people wait about four or five hours before they take their break. So that way they can only they only have to mandatory they only have to take one break, right? So the eight hour break clock. The second clock is the eleven hour drive clock. You can only drive up to eleven hours per day. In a twenty four hour day, you can only be driving for eleven of those hours. After that, you have to shut down or you're in HOS hours of service violation. You're basically a danger to the road, to the motoring public after 11 hours of driving, you know. Uh, in your personal vehicle, you can drive that bitch, you know, all day long, you know. You can drive that bitch 36 hours straight. But in a commercial motor vehicle, you can only drive that bitch for 11 hours a day. And if you violate that, first it'll be mad, expensive, expensive fucking tickets. But then they'll lock your motherfucking ass up. They'll revoke your CDL if you're just going to keep violating their laws because this is a federally regulated industry. The feds, the, the government run this shit. This ain't Michigan or California or New York. No, nigga, this is the United States came up with these hours of service. We'll take your fucking CDL and, and, and your, your ability to provide, my nigga. You would never drive a truck again if you keep violating this shit. Because like I say, so first couple of violations, they'll just give you a hit your ass with a bunch of fines. Then they'll lock your monkey ass up, you know what I'm saying, and take your CDL, right? So you have 11 hours that you can drive a day. After that 11 hours, you have to shut down. You have to be off duty for 10 hours straight before you get another 11 hours to drive. After you drive 11, let's say you drive 10 hours, right? Before you could, so you can be able to drive another hour. But you have to be off duty another 10 hours before you get those 11 hours back. 10 straight hours of being off duty. Right? So that's two clocks. Then you have a 14-hour shift clock. So you can be on duty for 14 hours. On duty does not necessarily mean driving. Right? Because the on-duty clock is longer than the drive clock. So I can be on duty but not driving. So I'm doing work. I might be inspecting a load. I might be getting loaded or unloaded from the shipper. 
that fucking high load truck is loading the truck. I'm not driving, but I'm on duty. Or I pull up to the receiver and they're unloading the cargo from the truck. I'm working, but I'm not driving. So you have the eight hour break clock. You have to take eight, eight every eight hours, you have to take a 30 minute break. 11 hour drive clock. You can only drive for 11 hours a day before you have to do a 10 hour reset. And a 14 hour shift clock. You can only be on duty for 14 hours a day. Then you have to be off duty for 10 hours. The fourth clock that's running is the 70-hour cycle clock. So that's for the week. So after you've driven, let's say you've driven 10 hours, 10 hours, 11 hours, 11 hours, all week, right? That's eating up your 70-hour clock. After you get to 70 hours, you have to be off duty for 36 hours to get another 70. Basically, you have to go home for a day and a half or do whatever. A lot of niggas go to the casino. That's what I was saying. The casinos know we have to do these resets. So you'll do your whole 36 hours at a casino because they gave you half off rooms, half off food, all the, you know what I'm saying, all these discounts let you park your truck. That's what I was saying. The, the casinos love us because they know they know these rules. Oh, he can only drive for 10 hours, 11 hours a day. Then he got he to gotta do something for 10 hours. He can come in this casino. Because you don't got to go to sleep. You just have to be off duty. You should go to sleep. But you don't have You grown. You can do what the fuck you want to do. You should go to sleep. But you, all you have to do is be off duty. And you can spend that off duty time any, any way you want. So 8-hour break clock, 11-hour drive clock, 14-hour shift clock, 70-hour cycle clock. After 70 hours, you have to be off duty for 36 hours to get another 70 hours. These clocks are the reason you see semis parked all over the fucking freeway. You'll see a nigga park because I have to stop driving. I don't give a fuck where I'm at. It don't say, all right, uh, you, you at your 11 hours, now go find a place to park. No, at the 11th hour, the last second of the 11th hour, you better this truck better be parked already. Whether you have a parking space or not, whether you're near a truck stop or not, I don't care where you're at. Stop driving this motherfucker or you're in violation. And there'll be all types of warnings. You know, you get this warning and this beeping sound. Stop driving within the next hour. Stop driving within the next half hour. Stop driving within the next 15 minutes and it'll start beeping, letting your ass know. So it won't because it, it wants you. It wants to annoy you. So you fucking stop driving. So you don't violate. But one second over is a violation, and these clocks start turning red. And now, let's say you pull off, pull off the next day, and you get pulled over by DOT. And they, because DOT can pull you over for no reason. They don't have to have a reason. But and when they pull you over, they, they first thing they ask, let me see your logbook. Let me see your tablet. Because they're going to look. And then in them clocks red, they start writing tickets immediately. And Class A tickets... Most licenses that people have are class O, are your operator. Class A tickets are 10 times as expensive. Our shit start off at $2,000. They got tickets that's 10000 Then you go to those places and you'll see construction, fines doubled. So if it's a $10,000 ticket, that means now it's 20000 because fines are doubled in this area. If it's 4000 then now it's 8000 because fines are doubled in this particular area. Flying a semi truck flying through a construction zone, yeah, you about to spend about seven bands. 
10. Easy. Because you're a Class A driver and you should know better. So when you see trucks parked all over the side of the highways and parked in all these weird-ass places, it's because they're fighting these clocks. They like, shit, I got to stop driving. I don't want to catch this violation. And we'll have to pay all this motherfucking money, get put out of service. Because if you get put, if the DOT wants to put you out of service, they can. Like, all right, nigga, you can't drive. They can do that as well. So this is the shit that's going on, you know, when you see these trucks parking, you know what I mean? So you'll see truck stops start to fill up about 5 p.m., no matter where you are in the country. 5 p.m. in L.A., 5 p.m. in NY, 5 p.m. in Oklahoma. Whenever you see 5 p.m., you're going to start to see the truck stops start to fill up. By 8, it's nowhere to park in a truck stop. You have to create a, tr- uh, a parking spot now. By 8 o'clock, it's a wrap. All the actual spots are gone. And now you have to get real creative on where the fuck you about to shut down. So what I do is I, when people pull off, so I know, you know, if y'all shut down at 5, that means y'all about to get out of here and pull off about 6 a.m. You know what I'm saying? Some some even before then. You know what I'm saying? Because you only got to shut down for 10 hours. So you motherfuckers might pull off at 3 a.m. 4 a.m. But I know by 7 a.m., all the truck stops are empty again. So I will wait until about 9. So I'll pull off maybe 6 a.m. And at about 9, that's when I'll pull over to take a shower because I know ain't nobody at the truck stop. All these motherfuckers just pulled off to start driving. So I'll wait all fucking night, sleep, ooh, wake up at 6, pull off, go, you know, go towards where I'm going. Boom, all right, they go a loves. I'm about to pull over. It's only 9 p.m., 9.30. Truck stops is empty, though. Ain't nobody there because ain't no day going to start filling up till 5. So I go in that boom, quick, hit a shower, and get the fuck on. Then I start, you know, planning where I'm going to park for that night. Because if you try to take a shower at night, you waiting 45 minutes to an hour because everybody's parked now. 5 o'clock, everybody's parked. Everybody waiting for a shower. Nah, I, I'm about to chill, kick it in the truck. Boom, I'll take my shit in the morning after I pull off. So it's just a lot of, you know, planning and maneuvering and finessing that goes in. You know, and it depends on where you at type shit. But, you know, you and, and then people will get their favorites. Some people prefer pilots. Some people prefer Flying J. Some people prefer Loves. I'm a Loves guy. I like Loves, truck stop, right? Uh, this ain't no fucking endorsement, though. But, yeah, I, I, I fuck with Loves the most often. And, uh, you know, they're all right. They treat me good. But, uh, yeah, man, so shit, that was it, man, you know. Y'all got any more questions about this CDL shit, let me know. Uh, Like I say, I'm about to get on the road again tomorrow, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to have some more shit that I'm going to want to share. But I've been uh, holding on to this episode for so long and adding to it, you know, uh, throughout the journey because – uh, you know, I, I once as soon as I switched companies, that's when I started working on it. I just wanted to document the shit that I went through. So I wanted to be able to get this to y'all. But I really wanted to get this shit out so I can talk about the things that are going on right now. You know, uh, I had this in my pocket. And, you know, I felt like it was pertinent. I felt like it was relevant. I felt like it was funny. I felt, you know what I'm saying? Informative type shit. You know, so I, I definitely didn't want to, like, put it on the back burner, but I'm really just putting this out so I can talk about the shit that's going on currently. So now that this is out the way, the next episode will be about, you know, 
some shit that's going on. You know what I mean? And we're going to talk some real motherfucking facts about some shit that's going on. And, you know, uh, yeah, y'all know what time it is. Y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. So we're going we gonna to get into that. But uh, with that being said, man, I ain't going to hold y'all up. I'm going to get on up out of here, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. And I just want to say that there's a lot of people that are talented, but not like this. Voila. People said they was down for me, switched up, they was looking down on me, now I'm up, wish you would've stuck with me, now you stuck, cause somebody else hating every time I look up, can't keep me down.